Book One McQueen of the Tumbling K Ruth Kermit's Story Chapter One Ward McQueen reined in the strawberry roan and dug for the Macons. His eyes squinted against the sun as he stared across the moving herd toward Kim Sartain, who was hazing a pair of restless steers back to the mass of tossing horns. Bud Fox loped his horse out of the dust along the flank of the herd, and then walked him up the slope. Digging out his papers, he reached for McQueen's tobacco. "'Recollect that old Brindle Ladino with the scarred side?' he said. "'This here's his range, but we ain't seen hide nor hair of him.' "'That mossy horn?' Ward glanced cynically at Fox. "'Reckon I won't forget him too quick. He's probably back in one of them canyons. You cleaned him out yet?' Uh-huh, we have. Baldy and me both worked in there. No sign of him. Makes a body plumb curious. Yeah. Ward's brow puckered. Ain't like him not to be down here making trouble. Missed any other stock since I've been gone? Fox shrugged. If there's any missing, it can only be a few. But you can bet, if that old crowbait's gone, some others went with him. He ramrods a good-sized herd all by himself. Baldy Jackson joined them on the grassy slope. The cattle were moving steadily down the widening valley. Kim Sartain and the long-eared Tennessee were enough to keep the herd moving. Working them out of the cedar breaks in the canyons had been the job. Baldy jerked his head back toward the nearest canyon mouth. Seen some mighty queer tracks over yonder, he said. Like a man afoot. We'll have a look. Ward McQueen touched a spur to the roan and loped it across the narrow valley. Jackson and Fox fell in behind him. The canyon mouth was narrow and high-walled. It was choked with tumbled boulders and dense brush, with only a dry watercourse making a winding trail down the canyon floor. In the spread and fan of sand where the watercourse emptied into the valley, Baldy swung down. Ward a big, wide-shouldered rider with keen eyes stared thoughtfully at the tracks. Yeah, he muttered. They do look odd. Got him some homemade footgear. Wonder if that's man blood or critter blood. Turning, he followed the tracks back up the narrow watercourse. After a few minutes, he stopped. Uh-huh, he's hurt. Look at them tracks headed this away. Fairly long, steady step. Reckon he's a tall man. Going back, the steps are shorter, and he's staggering some. He stopped uh, twice in about twenty yards. Both times he leaned against something. Reckon we better follow him? Baldy squinted doubtfully at the jumble of boulders. If and he don't aim to get kitched, he can make us a powerful lot of trouble. Uh-huh, Ward agreed. But we'll follow him. Baldy, you go back and help Kim. Tell him where we're at. Bud'll stay with me. Maybe we can trail this hombre down, and he should be grateful. It looks like he's bad hurt. They had moved along for a hundred yards or so when Bud Fox stopped, mopping perspiration from his face. He don't aim to be follered, he answered. He's making a try at losing his trail for us. Even tried to wipe out a spot of blood. Ward McQueen drew thoughtfully on his cigarette and glanced up the watercourse with keen, probing eyes. There was something wrong about all this. He'd been riding this range for almost a year now, and believed he knew it well. Yet he remembered no such man as this must be, and had seen no tracks. They moved on, working along the trail in the close, hot air of the draw. 
The tracks ended suddenly on a wide ledge of stone where the canyon divided into two branches. We're stuck, Bud said, puzzled. He won't leave no tracks with them makeshift shoes on this stone. There ain't nowheres he can go up either one of them canyons that I know of. The right-hand branch ended in a steep, rocky slide, impossible to climb in less than hours of struggle up the shifting rock. The left branch ended against the sheer faces of a cliff, against whose base were a heaped-up jumble of boulders and rocky debris. He must have doubled back, Fox suggested doubtfully. Maybe he hid in the brush. Ward threw his cigarette down in disgust. Reckon he don't aim to be found, he remarked. But wounded like he is, he'd better be. He'll die sure as shooting. Turning their horses, they rode back down the canyon to rejoin the herd. Ruth Kermit was waiting on the ranch house steps when they left the grassy bottom and rode up to the bunkhouse.